Welcome. An hour of dicking around with this piece of shit computer uh, to get here to try and record this episode. I'm Corey. I'm Chrissy. Uh, and we are uh, once again trying to do this podcast. Uh, what do we end up naming it now? Did, did any, anyone ask? Did anyone ask? Because yeah. the other names that we looked at were taken. Um, we messed around for a good hour. Yeah. Trying to get this computer. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Thing to work. Well, we're still using the Apple II from 1983. Um, we need to delete Oregon Trail. Maybe we'd have more room for it. Right. So tonight we've got a special thing that you worked on for about 40 minutes and we're ready to do this about two weeks ago. Yep. I've been working on it for weeks and I'm still not 100% confident in it. I've been carrying around this little pink piece of paper for quite a few weeks now. So we're going to do our favorite, our top 10 favorite albums. Yeah, it's kind of been going around on Facebook a little bit. Like right. I, I don't necessarily know if it's like top 10, but it was like... Albums that have influenced you, and yeah. we kind of switched it up to, like, top ten, our favorite top ten. Top ten favorites, no movie soundtracks. No greatest hits. And no duplicates. No, no more than one album per artist or band. Right. Otherwise, your entire list would have been Foo Fighters. That's not entirely true. Okay, you would have had six Foo Fighters albums That's in your top ten. That's not true either. Five Foo Fighters albums in your top ten. There might have been multiple. <laughs> but had we been able to do greatest hits, it would have been <clears throat> easy. Right. Knockout, Foo well, Fighters, if we greatest do, hits. If we do like top ten songs and we allow you to do multiple from the same artist, how many Foo Fighters songs are going to be on that list? Eight. Easy. All <laughs> and right. And the other ones are... Probably Nirvana. <laughs> so interesting. Well, before this Apple II crashes, let's get into it. Why don't you? Uh, oh, we're gonna jump right in. Sure. Why not? Okay. Or do you want to talk about Big Ed first? It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we can jump right in. Okay, let's jump right in. You want my top ten? Do you want to go first, or should I go first? Um, you go first. Okay. Um, and also, we did this other little caveat in there. Um, we had to write all these down, so they're on paper. And then we each had to write down five song or five albums that we thought the other person was going to have on their list. Right. So I had to guess five albums I thought Corey had on his list, and he had to do the same. Um, so I'm going to start, I'm going to cover my, we, we each did, at least I did, uh, three uh, honorable mentions because I had a really hard time. I think time. we should do honorable mentions last. You want to do them? Fine, we'll do them last. Then I'm going to start with my number 10 album. That's how it works yep. when you do a countdown. Fine. You start from the bottom and work your way up. Right, but I was going to give my honorable mentions of the ones that just barely missed the top 10. That's why I was going to do them first. No. Sorry. Like you said, we got to deal with this old ass hat. All right. All right. Well, number one or number 10, I had a hard time narrowing this one down, not even for the where it was going to be in the top 10, but picking this one album from this artist. Okay. I literally went through every single album that this artist released 
looked at every song on every album, and ultimately it came down to even though there were albums that had more songs that I liked, this one was the pick because it was nostalgic to me. Okay. And but for this artist, he did an entire decade where he did nothing but uh, soundtracks, basically, okay. and a lot of live albums. You're probably fig- figuring out who it's gonna be. Let's go. Uh, so my number 10 pick is from the immortal Elvis Presley, 1977's Moody Blue. And I can tell already that you're marking that off your list. Check. <laughs> so uh, I did pick that to be on your list. Well, good. Uh, this album, like I said, 1977. Uh, and included this hit, uh, Don't Cry Daddy, and numerous others. This album was actually released about a month after he passed away. My number nine album. This was another one where I, I toyed with putting it higher on the list. Okay. Uh, and do you have any feedback on Moody Blue? Well, I knew Elvis was going to be on there. Right. Um, I'm surprised Elvis actually made 10. I thought he would maybe be a little higher. I, I'm actually kind of shocked by that but revelation. Wait till I get to my number one. It My number one blew my own mind, and I'll give you the reason why when we get there. Okay. Uh, but number nine, I thought this one would maybe end up higher. Totally maybe just putting in the honorable mention. I mean, it's a very influential album. A um, little bit different or very different from everything else on my list. Mm-hmm. It is 1992's. had a song lined up for it and it disappeared off the playlist son of a gun I can find it quick it is 1992's The Chronic from Dr. Dre oh see I thought that was going to be on your top 10 but I did not write it down this is a good one yeah I mean this is a good one it's Full of great songs. You could listen to it from beginning to end. Um, it was one of them early albums in the gangster rap era. This actually made the list over Doggy Style, over um, Straight Out of Compton by N.W.A. Uh, yeah, I had to go with this one just because every song on it is great. Uh, so that's my number nine. Number eight is my, this one, I'll be completely honest, I actually haven't listened to this album in a long time, and I didn't have it on my top ten, and one of the songs from it randomly came on my playlist the other day, and I instantly threw it into the top ten. When I initial list, like as of two days ago, it was as high as number four, but it dropped down to number eight. This one, you're probably going to have this one on the list of mine that you think I have because I'm actually disappointed in myself that I forgot all about it and how at one point in my life it was the most played album or CD that I had. Let me get my pen to check it off my list. 16 stolen from Bush. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I used to listen to this CD over and over and over and over and over. I think I had two or three copies because I kept wearing it out. So I've done three, and you've nailed two of them already. Yes. I know you well, Jensen. Yeah. Um, it's like we've been together a long time. You're going to probably have... You're probably going to nail all five of mine. They're so predictable. But, I mean... Probably as predictable as mine are going to be. I mean, well, I had trouble with yours because I think with yours I'll be able to nail all the artists. I might not name the actual... Album? Album. Okay. Um, anyway, my number seven album is from 1997. It is from one of yours and mine's favorite bands. Color in the shape from the Foo Fighters. Oh, that isn't on my list, though. No? For you. God, I love Dave Grohl. He is so good. He is so <laughs> effing wonderful. I thought for sure you would have guessed this one for my no. list. I didn't think you'd have any Foo Fighters on there. Oh, yeah. For the simple fact that, like... Give me such <laughs> I, I do. About them. I do. Uh, my number six is uh, this is another album that I played the crap out of it. Um, admittedly, this band probably has overall like better albums, but this is the iconic one that put them on the map for everybody, and it is the one that I played the most of them. And it's got the best oh I don't have that on here it is Enema of the State by Blink 182 and this is also your son's yeah favorite band yep. Joe yep let's specify that Joe is obsessed with Blink 182 so that's 6 through 10 for me I don't get it do you want me to keep going or do you want to do your 10 through 6 and then I'll do my top 5 and then you do your top 5? I can five. do my 10 through 6. All right. Let's see what you got there, Mrs. Jensen. All right. See, my so let's let's recap my 6 through 10. Uh, number 10 was Elvis, Moody, Moody Blue. Number 9, uh, The Chronic by Dr. Dre. Number 8 was 16 Stone by Bush. Number seven, The Color and the Shape by the Foo Fighters. Uh, and number six was Enema of the State by Blink-182. I had a hard time picking a Blink album to put on there. Oh, see, I wouldn't have. I'm a bigger fan of their two latest albums than most people are, for one. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Where's my pen so I can mark yours off when I get them done? Well, here's a pen right here. Fair enough. Okay. All right. This one... You've already named on yours. Oh, really? Yeah, because I really, really I didn't enjoyed put, this. I didn't too. put any duplicates from my list on the list of yours that I get. Same. Okay. Okay. So this was on yours already. And I also played this CD all the time. And it is 16 Stones by Bush. And it's so good. I mean, I picked a better song to play off of it. 
I love this song because it was on the movie Fear. Do you remember Fear with? I do. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, where he's like the psycho. He like beats himself in the chest. Yeah. Yeah, me ape. Yeah, uh, well, he doesn't say that, but. I'm pretty sure he does. He doesn't say he's an ape. Director's cut. Oh, I must have missed. You must have missed that. But, I mean, we had plans at one point to go see. Sixteen. Bush and Bush live together. And live to, yeah, and that like, got canceled. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, thanks, COVID. But yeah, it's a good pick. It's a good, great song. So my number eight was your number ten. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, let me make sure that these are in. Oh, yep, they're in order on my phone too. Perfect. Um, so this. I just heard like this album done acoustically live for Sirius XM and the first time I heard anything by her I was like what is this it was something so new and so cool it is a jagged little pill by Alanis Morissette it's a good pick Caleb Brown and I, when we were like 19, 20 years old, the winter of 97, so we would have been 19, uh, sat in this farmhouse that we'd get snowed in every freaking week, it seemed like. We played a continuous game of rummy all summer or all winter long and listened to this album every single day while we did it. I mean, why wouldn't you? And smoked a ton of Marbreds. Yeah, no one needed to know that well, last part. Just saying, we did. It's a great album. It is a great album. And it's still great now. Like, it holds up. All right. That was your number nine. What's your number eight? <sighs> My 90s musical influences all over this list. Okay. For the most part. So, you haven't gotten any of them? No. Nope. All right. This is another band from the grunge era. And I absolutely loved them. Loved, loved, loved them. And this album, I think it came in two CDs. So, it was like a double CD. Meatloaf. No. Oh. It was not. It is... um. Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness by um, the Smashing Pumpkins and Tonight Tonight. The other song that I was going to put on here was Lily, my one and only, because I love that song. I should have known you would have this because when we first started dating, you were obsessed with this CD. I, I mean, the fact that I'm not obsessed with it now is... Right. I, and this video is so cool, too. It's like an old-timey, like, picture show, kind of. And Billy Corgan is just so pale. <laughs> I mean, he He is. looks like Uncle Fester. He does. Um, he owns a wrestling company now. Ugh, that's right. Yep. I forgot. Uh, so his best work is being done now. No. No, I'm just kidding. No. Great song. I, I screwed up. I should have had that on your list. I should have known. You should have known. I should have known. And now when I hear this song, it just makes me so happy. 
the thing is, is, is about these ones that I have written down for you. Even if they're not in your top ten, mm-hmm. if I name them, you're going to understand why I... Was, yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was number seven. Okay. All right. Nine. That was eight. That was eight. Okay. Um, number eight is by my number most... Number seven. My, yeah, number seven is by my most favorite band on the planet. And it is Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters. Oh, I had the wrong Foo Fighters album. Oh, what did you have? In Your Honor. No. This I like. I should have known because this is your favorite song. This is your yeah. second favorite Foo Fighters song, probably. This song. There's instructions somewhere in this house that when I die, this song must be played at my funeral, or I will come back and, and haunt, haunt everyone. <laughs> It is, I mean, you have this tattooed on your arm. A line from this song, yeah. A line from this yeah. song. It is, I mean, and this is a record they recorded in Dave's garage. Yep. After they took that big soundboard out of, uh, I can't remember what the name of it the was. studio in Wisconsin, right? No, this one was in California. Oh. But, yeah, I mean... It's my second favorite Foo Fighters song, and I just absolutely, I mean, if you know me, I'm all for fighting the Foo, so, but, so that is number seven. I had it narrowed down when I was making your list. I had both this album and the In Your Honor, and... And then this song, Walk. Because my next tattoo is going to have lyrics to this song. So That was your number seven or number eight? That was number eight. Okay. All right. Now, if you get this one, I'd be surprised. This is from 1996. I thought it was from later than that. Um, but they had one huge hit on the radio. But then after I bought the album, I'm like, every song on here is great. And it is You, Yourself or Someone Like You by Matchbox 20. Is that on your list? No. Oh. <laughs> That's right. You loved this album, I too. I loved it so much. And I still do. God, see, I, I love this. I went the wrong eras. Like, I'll spoiler alert. Pretty much every album that I wrote down for you is from the '80s because you love '80s music. But we got the top five. I, maybe up. I'll nail all top. Maybe, maybe I'll nail your top maybe five. I'll nail my top five. <laughs> but this is so good. This is a great it's album. So good. I mean, it is so good. It's very good. And then I remember how much I like every song on this album. This is one of those that if it comes on, I pro- I usually don't turn the song. No. On any of them. No. 3 a.m. And I like Rob Thomas, too. I like their other albums, too. Not as much, but... Tyler Berg's Doppelganger. Yeah, they do kind of look alike. Okay. All right. That's your number seven. That is... 
Number seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh my God, Corey, I don't know how to do math. Or I don't know how ten <laughs> one works because I don't have another number seven. I go ten, nine, eight. Oh no. So 16 stones, jagged little pill, melancholy and the infinite sadness, wasting life, you were someone like you. That's six. That's five. So you did your top six. Okay. Okay. So you just reviewed them as well. Yep. All right. Uh, let's – I'll finish off my top five now. And I have gotten two or three. Two. Yeah, you had Bush and Moody Blue. Yes. Okay. Number five. Um, these top five were never really a question for me. Okay. It was just a matter of the order. With the exception, I'll reiterate, of number one, when it came down to where I was going to put this like on my top ten list, like it just dawned on me that it had to go number one. Okay. So – Number five from 1994, the Blue Album from Weezer. Give me a pen so I can check that shit off. I mean, it's great. (laughs) It's good. I'm too predictable. It just goes to show how well I know you. Do you think you're going to nail my top four? You're not going to get my number one. I guarantee it. I probably won't Uh, because I only have like two more written down and you already said one of them wasn't on there. So I'm kind of like, ugh. Okay. uh, Let's see. Number four. This album i debated between two actually three different albums from this band and one i maybe could have snuck by on the rules but it was a live performance so i thought maybe i better not because you would disqualify it Mm -hmm. um and then i ultimately just today switched it from their sophomore album actually their second most famous album to their first one and then even then, when deciding what song to play, I didn't want to go with the cliche, but it ultimately is the best song on the list, or on the album. I had In Utero on my list the entire time, and just today I switched and, and put this album on and took In Utero off of the top ten. Because I went down the list, and like, Chrissy's wearing her Nirvana t-shirt as we speak. I went down the list, and there was more songs on this album. Spoiler alert. That resonated with me than the In Utero album. And this is your number four? This is my number four. You're going to have it at number one? Mine sits right at number four. It's this exact same album. Okay. And I went back and forth, too, because I'm like, In Utero has my favorite song Right, me too. But this one had more songs that I liked. But this was more... Like, when I heard him, like, what is this? And give me more. So when I, the first time I heard this, my cousin Seb, short for Sebastian, which is his middle name, long story, uh, 
when I was like in, I suppose in like 1991, borrowed me his CD player, and like that was the latest greatest thing. I didn't have a CD player, so he borrowed me his CD player for like a week, and then gave me a stack of CDs. And like the top one on the list was this one, you know, with, with a, a baby, baby under underwater with its wiener hanging out. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I put it in, and like, <laughs> mine was yeah. blown, and I was instantly hooked. Um. So yeah, so that's Nirvana's Nevermind from 1991. Uh, my number three album. God, I hope it's on there. Number three. This was one of the best albums. Obviously, it's my number three album. Um, it was every song on it was great. It unfortunately, this band would have been huge if the lead singer hadn't died, like before the album even came out. Um, and even then, I had to contemplate on which song off of the album oh, to put on here. Oh, I wouldn't have picked this one. My for number you. three album is 1996, uh, Sublime's self-titled album. This makes me want to like move to San Diego. Right get a big back tattoo and it makes me want to have a big party in my backyard with all my friends with a with a ska band yeah and have a big dog or a little dog i mean we have a big dog that's <laughs> not supposed to be we big. have a little fat dog so yeah so that's my number three uh sublime self-titled self-titled album from 1996 uh we're getting down to my final two um my second album came out in 1995. Uh, I spent hours and hours and hours driving around the Minnesota, Southwest Minnesota countryside, uh, listening to this album. Uh, this band at one time was referred to as the Next Beatles. It was the brothers that hated each other. Do you have that written down for me? What's the story, Morning Glory by Oasis? That is correct. 1995's What's the Story, Morning Glory. I just know you so well. I love this, too. This was on my honorable mention. This, of course, is Don't Look Back in Anger. The underrated best song on the album. This is the most underrated song on the album? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is the song I think of when I think of me, that. Me too, but most people think of Wonderwall or Champagne Supernova. No, that's the first one that comes to my mind. All right. I've been waiting for this one to tell you. Okay. I, can I see your list? Can I see the last one you have wrote down for me? Um, I just have NWA. Oh, no. So, uh, this album, this is by far. But I got four. I got four out of the five. Because we said we were going to pick five. Yep, you did great. Um, this by far, by nearly 20 years, is the newest album on my list. Okay. If you'll notice, I had Moody Blue came out in 1977. Yeah. 
everything else on my list came out between 1992 and 1999. Okay. Um, but then I've got one outlier. Okay. And like I said, I, I listened to this one, and it's one of those that every single song on the album was just complete fire. Just awesome. Is it the Preservation Hall Jazz Band? It is not. Oh. Um, so much so that I, I figured it might be in my top ten because it was a great album and I listened to it consistently. Um, I didn't expect it to be in my top ten or, or my number one. But once I started going through the songs on it and realizing like that there was more songs on this album that I liked than pretty much every other song on my list, and then the fact that I had a hard time picking just one song mm-hmm. off of it to, to play for our reveal. Is this Royal Blood? Royal. Oh, my God. So good. Royal I Blood. Guess, I wouldn't have guessed this, but it's, it's good. When we saw them in concert, they yep. freaking killed it. So this is Royal Blood, self-titled album from 2014. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. Yep. This, of course, is Loose Change, and I had to, like, listen to this album twice in the last three days trying to figure out which one number one song I was going to put. This almost made my list, too. Did it? Well, good. I mean, thank God we have, like, some similarities. <laughs> right? We have some real big issues. We don't watch much of the same TV, but we like a lot of the same music. I don't know. My, my top five might really... Except you've got me hooked on 90 Day Fiance, yeah. so... Okay, so I nailed four of the five that we were supposed to pick. You did. I'm impressed. All right. You All right. ready? Let's do it. Yep. Let's get down to your top five. Okay. So, my number five is another female, which we haven't had a lot of females on this list. No. It's like, I didn't have any in my top ten. No. And that wasn't a sexist thing. I had one that was in my top ten, but I bumped her. Um, she just came out with a new album. Okay. Like in the past week. Okay. And but her um freshman album I listen to all the time in my angsty teenage self. And it is Fiona Apple title. And I mean, if you cannot feel the brooding coming off of Fiona Apple when she is singing this. I mean, I think she was really young when she recorded this, too. I think she's about the same age as me. So I think in 94 or 97 when this came out. She, 96. So oh, was it 96? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. So she was like 18. 18th, right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, this was, I remember her being on Saturday Night Live and just being amazing. And I bought this album for my cousin for her birthday and she was like what is this i'm like well obviously you're not cool enough (laughs) um to listen to this so then i got pissed because i shouldn't have bought it for her but and it's not sarah so (laughs) i know who it is yeah but yes i huge fiona apple and i'm so glad she's like got new music now so shadow boxer 
perfect. That's what this song is. Right. All right. My number four is the same as your number four. Yes. That is crazy. It's crazy how it landed, like, in the exact same spot. And our reasonings were the exact same. But um, in bloom. Yep. It's just so good. This is probably my favorite Nirvana song. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah, mine is Heart Shaped Box. I like that one, too, but I, but I think this is my favorite. But then I hear Heart Shaped Box, or I hear, you know, any of the other hundreds of them. And yeah, Rape Me. Yep. Listen to the drums. Yeah, I mean, how appropriate. Sell the kids for food. Right. I mean, we should be doing that right now. Well, we can eat the dog first. Ugh, she is so gross at this point. No one wants to eat her. <laughs> Was that on your list? No. Oh, my gosh. All right. Like I said, I I blew it on your list. I went – I skipped the I skipped the 90s altogether on your list. Really? I did. I went 80s and, and newer. 80s <laughs> and stuff from, like, the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, why is she freaking out? Because no um, one's petting her. So my number three is also a woman from the 80s. And this was, I believe it was her freshman album. But my mom bought this on vinyl. And I remember listening to it when I was five or six. And it's Whitney Houston's debut album, Whitney Houston. And, I mean, if someone listened to the music I have on my phone, they would think, she is a serial killer. Right. Who goes from um, In Bloom to How Will I Know by Whitney Houston so easily? But this girl... This girl does. You do. You have a wide-ranging taste in music. Yeah. So that is my number three. All right. Let's nail the top two. Okay. So do you think you know? If, if this one is not, I have at least one here that if it's not on your list, I am going to be shocked. Like, flabbergasted so the dog has a piece of plastic i saw (laughs) and now i took it so all right my number two is one of my dad's favorite bands when he was younger and therefore i feel america horse with no name no it's not um but i just I love them, and this is their most iconic album. Did you get this one? I got this one. What is it? Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Absolutely. Um, It is... I would listen to Fleetwood Mac from the time I wake up. I know. That's why the one I was like, that's the one that I was most certain of. I was like, you have to have this one on your list. I mean, there was a big toss-up between this one and number one. Okay. But, I mean, if I could be Stevie Nicks, I would. I prefer you being Chrissy Jensen. Well, I know, but I just wish I could be as cool as Stevie Nicks. You're cooler than Stevie Nicks. No. 
So this is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And I would love them to do like a biopic on Fleetwood Mac to like all the inner workings of like how they all hated each other. How they all, well they were sleeping together and then they and hated then they, each then other. Then they hated each other. Right. But yes, rumors by Fleetwood Mac. All right. Do you think you know my number ones? I don't know. I actually thought that would be your number one. Really? I did. So, um, I have, so our oldest son, Colton, when we decided we were going to be doing this, he did this in literally like 10 minutes, just was able to rattle off, um, the names of his top 10 albums with like no problem at all so he named all his there was a lot of kanye west on his list adele but then he named his number one and i thought you may look just like your dad but you are my son my number one album is the stranger by billy joel and i think the best song on there is vienna so I didn't mail many of your albums. Yeah. But I got your top two. Well, that's good. Yep. Um, this song I also like when Colton graduated last year, I did a video montage yep. with this. And I, I don't know if this is his favorite song, but it is by far my right. favorite Billy Joel song. Um and that is one thing I gave Colton was like his awesome taste in music and I'm I really wish I could see Billy Joel in concert but I feel like that costs like a ton a ton a ton of money Yep. Yeah. I knew that you would have these that one on your list as well. So I'm the happy that. Stranger or Billy Joel? I had the Stranger. Billy Joel wrote down. Okay. So I'm very, very glad that I nailed my top top two. two. Do we want to do our honorable mentions, or do you want me to tell you the other ones that I had wrote down? You told me that you had NWA straight out of Compton wrote down. Yep. For me, do you want to hear the other ones that I had wrote down for you? Yeah. I, I actually had seven wrote down for you. Okay. Um. In Your Honor by Foo Fighters. We already knew I got yep. that one wrong. Uh, Voices by Hall & Oates. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Um, Unorthodox Jukebox by Bruno Mars is on my honorable mention. Damn it. Uh, I didn't remember the, uh, the title of it, but that Dixie Chicks album from like the late 90s. Oh, Fly. Yeah. You like that. Yeah. You're a big fan of that. Um, and then uh, the number seven one that I had wrote down for you was and this one i just i knew you're a huge fan of this band so i just picked an album okay songs from the big chair by tears for fears (laughs) yeah big tears for fears fan big fan so you know they didn't even like cross my mind for some reason see but yeah it was um so you want to say your honorable mention sure 
Are you gonna play music too? I am. Oh, I didn't know we were doing that. Well, but it's on my phone, so it doesn't matter. I've got three honorable mention songs. Okay. Uh, albums. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay. Albums. Um, one of uh, this one was actually on your top ten list. Oh. Uh, Melancholies and the Infinite Sadness. Nope. Oh. It is. The Winter of 97 Rummy album. Jagged Little Peel by Alanis Morissette. I mean, it's good. I mean. My second uh, honorable mention album. This one was actually in my top ten and just got bumped today. From like 1985, Ill Communication, The Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. And the final one that I've got for my honorable mention, this was, again, one of the best CDs of the 90s. Uh, Travis Berg stole this CD from me. Uh, even when it had my initials on it, he tried to claim that it wasn't mine. Um, and this is another one that I forgot about and I came across just this week. And I'm like, oh, that has to be on the list. It's August and Everything After from the Counting Crows. Oh, that's really good. La, 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 la. I love this song. Right. I don't feel like I have this on my phone, so I need to, like, download it. And he, like, the lead singer of this, like, dated Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. And Kate Hudson. Or no, no. Black Crows was the guy from, yeah, yeah, yep. My bad. All right, that's my honorable mention list. Okay. So, my honorable mention, um is uh i love this album and i think when you got the album like you could get the cd came in two different colors like i could get it in one color and you could get it in another it was just like you know and it is purple by stone temple pilots and um interstate love song i mean my brother wails at this song on karaoke yeah i know (laughs) I mean, I love I. This was a great album, and your brother is the same age as me. So I, I yeah, I had a couple like, like if I could have done twenty, I definitely would have had Stone Temple Pilots on my list. Yeah, I mean, it's just so good. Um, so, um, another one from that same genre well same time period i want to say and um a friend of mine on facebook he had this on there and i was like oh yeah so good and it's um uh throwing copper by live i almost had this one in my top 10 as well uh this album came out uh like relatively around the time when my mom told me we were moving from uh, the big old city to Sanborn and I remember 
blasting this and she would like pound on my door and tell me to turn it down and do you think I even thought that I should be doing that so no I didn't but yes throwing copper and this video was freaking legit weird this whole album was really good it, it really was this is one of those where I said I was having a hard time narrow it down to my top ten. Yeah. This is one of those that I felt bad about. Um. So then I also had on there, um, what's the story? Morning Glory by Oasis because it's so. Yeah. Um. Good. Um, I had on there, um, Bruno Mars, Unorthodox Jukebox. And um, the best song on there is um, that was Lucy. That was Lucy, and she's probably pissed off because we're not paying attention to her, which is um. And what year did this come out? This is Treasure. Um, this came out in like. I want to say like 2013. 12, 13. Yeah. I just remember Colton being like a young teenager and like singing this. Yeah. Probably not the sexy squirrel you're. But remember, he was obsessed with squirrels for the longest yeah. time. But I mean, this song comes on at a wedding and. It's the new chicken dance. I. Well, no, I was just saying that I danced to it, but I danced to anything at a wedding. It's true. Yeah. I think you had a very good list. I think you did, too. I think you did a good job. I uh, I disagree with some of it. What did you disagree with? None. It was all good. I mean, there was nothing on there that I was like, that's straight trash. Which, I'm surprised, because I would have thought you would. No, you had very good taste in music. It's just the stuff that you... Like, I don't think you listen to anything that's bad. I just think that... Unless it's the new Dixie Chicks. The new Dixie Chicks, uh, yeah, any Dixie Chicks, any country. Yeah, I have a hard time with, like, pop country. Right, same. But I like, like, George Strait. Like, right. I almost old... put Nathaniel Radcliffe and the Night Sweats oh, on my they're list. they're good, too. Right. The Revivalists, they're really good, too. They're a band from New Orleans. They're kind of, they've got two really good. I was just kind of surprised you didn't put Band of Heathens on your list. Yeah, but I only like, like. A couple songs. A couple of their songs, so it's I can't be like they're right. Uh, so we had to pause there because the mighty beast dog had to go outside. And uh, so we took care of that. And then we talked about this piece of shit computer and we're surprised <laughs> it hasn't crashed yet at uh, the forty seven minute mark. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. We got through our top ten list. Let's do a quick rehash of Before the 90 Days. How's Big Ed doing? Uh, well, he's we... a fucking predator. I'm sorry. So, he's a disgusting, gross human being, and I just don't like him. So he told Rose that he didn't want to have any kids and that he wanted a vasectomy. No, he's like, you know, a snip snip. Like, she's some sort of idiot. Yeah, he does talk to her like she's a moron. Yeah, because he's a privileged white male, so therefore he thinks he can talk to people like that. That's exactly what it is. He's a piece of trash. And, uh, yeah. And Rosemary is the feminist we all need. <laughs> when she told him off and was like, 
well, I'm going to tell you why I think you're a piece of shit. Right, which she did. And she did. Good for her. She's like, I don't need your American money. I'll stay here. Right. I don't want to. Good for her. I I was proud of her. Did you see, like, the TLC, like, and maybe I just saw it because I follow it more closely and listen to podcasts, but the TLC producers did him dirty. Like, they were taking, like, pictures when they, like, jumped in the pool together, and they did, like, a shot of Ed and Rosemary, like, underwater and showed Big Ed's little Ed. Oh, really? making a little bit of an appearance through <laughs> his swimming trunks and it was just like this is the grossest thing i've ever seen in my life he is disgusting and then when he wakes up and that greasy hair is all over and why are they showing him in his underwear so much i was thinking about growing the big head hairstyle yeah not gonna happen (laughs) because i will shave your head in the middle of the night (laughs) oh yeah but when she told him like i don't think you really love me now Rosemarie, don't do me wrong, and now next week, decide to get back together with them. Uh, it sounds like I saw something that popped up that she is doing launching her own YouTube channel and is going to talk about like how her life is as a single mom and stuff, so it sounds like she's not with big, big, the Big E. Good. He's trash, and I hope now, like, all women, like, see him and are, like. I don't think there's going to be anyone beating down his door, but. No, there's people who want fame bad enough that. You know who would make the perfect couple? Who? You know who would be the perfect match for Big Ed? Who? Mama June? Baby girl Lisa. (laughs) Oh, no. Baby girl Lisa needs to, like. What was the dad's name on uh, Shameless? That drunk guy. I don't remember. I can't remember what his name is. But. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. Go All right. So we let the Savage Beast back in the house. Uh, we were talking about uh, baby girl Lisa and whether or not she was a good match for Big Ed. Then you said no. No. Okay. Uh, what's going on with uh, baby girl Lisa, mommy, and oh well, um, the rapper baby girl Lisa and Usan went to whatever the equivalent of a Nigerian courthouse, like a justice of the peace. Well, not even a justice, like their government office. Okay. And uh, Lisa did not bring her divorce paperwork with oh, her. Oh snap! Yeah, which is like. I don't think anyone from the Nigerian government's going to be like, oh, well, let me go back and make sure you're really divorced. Right. Like if she would have, I saw that scene because I didn't watch it with you on Sunday night, but I came up to bed and you had it on yet. It was like replaying. So I saw that scene and she, they basically were like, have either one of you ever been married? And she's like, yeah, it used to be. If she would have just said, no, I've never been married. Yeah, they're not going to look into that. Yeah, like, they would The Nigerian just, consulate has better things to do. They than were just going to be like, okay, and rubber stamp the marriage. Yeah. So that's what happened. And then uh, they got into a big argument about, like, he thinks that he, she's going to try to control him <laughs> when they get to the States, which, shocker, yeah. she's gonna. She's a woman. 
<laughs> I mean. No, but I, I saw that in, like, the previews so where she was, There's like. There's a difference between controlling and making educated suggestions on what you think people should be doing. That is. Which is what I do. Educated okay. suggestions. Fair. Thought out, educated suggestions. We'll call that fair. Yes. And right. Call it fair. Next, but anyway, so yeah, so she got pissed and like gave him the finger and like told him to F off. Mm Yeah. Which always the start of a good relationship. So are they done or we don't, or they left that hanging? That's kind of hanging. Okay. And so we got them two. And then what about the lady that sent the nudes to the other guy? What's going on with her? She still doesn't believe it. They did like a reverse Google, Google image search. And of course it came up. You know, like, it's a fake account. And she's like, but what if someone stole his... She's just in denial. Which is Um, the same thing that happened to David. No, David's another effing loser. No, that's what I mean. So David had had the private investigator that he hired that looked into... Is it Lana? Lana, yes. Um, And... And the private investigator told is him it, told, from the Ukraine. So and, he's in the Ukraine yep. investigating this and says, and scammer. Told him it was a bullshit account that she was a scammer. And he's like, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not You don't true. know her. I've known her for seven years. Yeah, you don't know her. And you haven't sent her $100,000. I've sent her $100,000. Yeah, Anastasia date or right. whatever yeah. it is. Um, so he's an idiot. And he's got a friend who, like, was the translator for all this. Right. And she's trying to tell him, like, look, dude, she's scamming you. And he just didn't want to hear it. No. And now it looks like he's going back over there. To, like, track her down? To track her down. Which is dumb. He is what every woman is terrified of. Yep. Like, what if he gets killed? From what? Like,. COVID gets into a bad neighborhood of the Ukraine or something. Well, at this point, I mean, survival of the fittest. Right. I mean, he's not the smartest person. He's got a bad hairpiece. I'm not convinced it's a hairpiece. It might just be a terrible haircut. Well, whatever it is, it's... He reminds me of one of them people that has the same haircut that he had in 1987. Oh, like, he was, like, in 87, he was like, I look good. Right, exactly. And he's like, I gotta keep this up forever. Right. Yeah, that's probably very accurate. And he was probably, like, balling. He's got, like, the Tony Danza, who's the boss cut. Yeah, it's very, very feathered for his, yeah, age. Whereas if it was a hair piece, that usually are, they aren't that like full on the sides. I mean, you can get a good wig now. Well, I'm sure. I guess, yeah. So, I mean, I didn't know your grandpa had a toupee until his funeral. Yeah. So. What else? Who else we got there on the old before the ninety days? Um, you have the lesbian and the non-lesbian. Oh, you think one's a non-lesbian? Yeah. The one with the normal colored hair, I don't think she's a lesbian. The one from America. The one from America. You think she's just being is saying she's a lesbian because it's a popular thing or what? I think she's saying she's a lesbian. I don't I don't wanna like pigeonhole anyone and right. like make assumptions, but I think she I don't I don't know if she's really into this relationship. But um her girlfriend, the Australian girl, Erica, they went to her parents' house. And Erica had not come out to her parents yet. 
as bisexual, I think is right. what it was. And her parents were so, like, sweet and normal about, about it. it. Right. Yeah. Like, her dad said, when she said that she was bisexual, her dad said, would anyone like some more fried rice? Just, like, nonchalant. Nonchalant. Yeah, cool. And then um, he also said, it's not something to be worried about it's just information which i thought was really awesome yeah. it's like really it's not gonna it's not gonna change anything no so you you need to get closer to your mic i think that, that, or it's off my mic is not off oh it just sounds really muted maybe it was off <laughs> <laughs> i wonder how that happened well, you were screwing around with it. I wonder if the catch from the stand caught it. Yeah, that or you were screwing around with it. That's not true. And then there's one other couple, but, like, he's really, like... Seth Lee with a lot of plastic surgery. I don't know who that is. Oh, Darcy? Well, I don't know. She's in, like, Connecticut or something. Darcy and Tom. Yeah. yeah. I mean... That's just a wasted five minutes of TV of the, yeah. because she's been on, like, every season of Before the 90 With Day, a different man every time. With a different man. So. Because she was on the last season with, like, a super young dude. Yeah, Jesse. Like, yeah, blonde, from, like, Switzerland, Swiss-looking dude. No, he was from Amsterdam. Right, so. but had that, like, mm-hmm. yeah, blonde hair, blue-eyed, yeah. ripped mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. Looks mm-hmm. like I do with my shirt off. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Fair. Same thing. Yep. And then they have this other couple on there, and she's from Siberia, and he's from the States, but there's been a lot of allegations. Oh, like yeah, because he... he's the dude that went to prison but also had, like, some spousal abuse issues or yeah, something. And yeah, like, his child died of, like, shaken baby syndrome or yeah, something. Yeah, so when is— So we're not going to talk about When him. is that going to come to light? Like, she told him like that he went to prison for being a drug dealer, but when is he going to tell her that? I think it's already came to light, but it's not on the show. Like, uh, that okay. part isn't on the show. So. So that's your weekly update on anything new on Roni that we needed to cover? Well, Sonia Morgan did her fashion show last week. I don't know who that is. Sounds great for her. It was good. Yep. I mean, and they're really questioning. <laughs> What it's like. Don't sing that. We should, I should make sure going forward on air production meeting, mm-hmm. going forward, before we talk about the Roni, I got to play Having a Roni by Vanilla Ice. And then it can be your segment to update everybody on what's going on with the Roni. Yeah, that'd be great. I actually kind of like that <laughs> idea. Right. <laughs> Because I've had some people say, I don't watch these shows, but I've listened to you, and now I'm kind of interested. Right. So Well, one person did. Thanks, Louise. <laughs> so other than Sophia having a fashion party? Sonia. Sonia. Yeah. Having a fashion party or fashion show. <laughs> a fashion party. Yep, that's what it is. We're having a party. Uh, anything else new with the with the Ronies? Uh, Leah, who is the new girl, um, before. This not this past episode, the episode before this, they were in the Hamptons and Leah got drunk, like white girl wasted drunk, and was like throwing tiki torches and just made a complete and total fool of herself. Um, and she hadn't drank 
for nine years until she got on this show. And now, <laughs> yeah, she had, like, went to rehab. And, yeah, it was. And Talk about some great life decisions. And then she got on The Real Housewives. And now, like, her mom stopped talking to her. Like, her ex-husband, who I think she lives with, was like, I don't think drinking is a good look on you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't judge me. And it's like, you don't get to go on these shows and, like, start throwing tiki torches and, like, become a complete and total. Makes for great TV. I mean, I want to watch it. So let me ask you this. Okay. If we talked about your top five favorite housewives. Yes. And your top five least favorite. Yes. Which now I I have some buyer's remorse when I think about well, it. Well, that's but fine. But let's say they were going to do like a super season. Like an all-star season? Yeah. Like a Survivor all-star, but it's Real Housewives. Like what if they were going to take Real Housewives and play Survivor with them? Oh, God. Okay. So not even like, but not on a desert island. Just put them together in a house. Well, I mean, like in the Favor Flav house. No, you could put them in Sanborn. I mean, that would be like Real Housewives Survivor. Didn't you have a show that you were watching that was like small town Oklahoma? Relatively small town Oklahoma. They were in Tulsa. Okay, so not small town. Yeah, and they were, um, well, there was two of them, and they were both on Bravo. One was like about these three. It was called Sweet Home Oklahoma. And it was about these three women that were friends. And one had, like, a design business. The other one was a lawyer. Her name was Pumps. Pumps. Pumps, yeah. Her parents named her Pumps. No, that was her nickname. Her nickname was Pumps. Anyway. um, My brain hurts. Anyway. So, okay. Let's say that if I wanted to buy a house in Sanborn. Mm -hmm. And. Another one. Another one. And I reach out to Andy Cohen. Okay. Say, dude, this is the best idea ever. Bring your top seven, eight, ten, whatever housewives. Let's put them in this house in this super small town. I mean, fuck, they're two hours from a Target. I mean. Okay, an hour from a Target. I Well, and I'm thinking, like, Target isn't even on their stretch right and that's what i'm saying like you you gotta drive 20 minutes to get to a walmart Mm -hmm. you know let alone someplace where you're gonna buy you know louboutin sure swap meet louis um which if you if he's like okay your wife's the biggest fan who does she think would be the best fit in this house? So you Go. want like the people who would be like, "This is not okay." Like I'm who would? What would make? Who? Which group of people would make the best watch? Let's put seven of them in there, because there's no houses in Sanborn big enough for like ten. Let's well, get. Let's go with seven. No, you gotta live like a real person. So you get, you gotta double up on the rooms. Right. And that's a big thing with the housewives when they go on vacation. Like who's getting what room is a big deal. Like it's a huge deal. None of them would stay in Sanborn. Let's say we were buying the house across the street from us that's been empty for twenty years. Okay. And that at one point in time was for sale for three thousand dollars. Yeah. We were putting them in there. Who you picking? And it's as is. As is. Oh, God. I'm not putting anyone in that house. Okay, so let's say that 
Just a, just a normal, normal like, let's say it's a four-bedroom house. So you're a putting, rambler. Yep, a normal four-bedroom, or let's say three-bedroom house. So you're putting six people in there, two to a bedroom. Who you, who you doing? Six. Go. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump, although she's no longer really a housewife, I would just like to see her in that. I'm going to give you the caveat. Let's do anybody off of any of those Bravo shows. So you want to do Below Deck, you want to do Real Housewives, you want to do Vanderpump Rules, you want to do Southern Charm, any of them. Wow. You, you know a lot of Bravo shows. You have them on 24 hours a day, seven days a week in our home. Uh, anyway, six, six people, whoever you want, go. Okay, so Lisa Vanderpump. Okay. I want her in that house. Um, Kim Zolziak Bierman from... Uh, she was on. Uh, oh yeah. She was the big on, hoots and the wig. Yes. Yep. <laughs> big hoots and a wig. That is completely appropriate. Um, I'm gonna go with New York, and I'm gonna go Ramona Singer. Um, cause I don't she's know who that is. Legit crazy. She's got crazy eyes. Um, let's then go. That's three. Okay. So three I guess more. I have three more. Um, I'm going to go, ooh, I got to think of some real highfalutin ones. Um, Dorit Kensley from Beverly Hills, um, cause she wouldn't know what to do with herself. Um, Patricia Ochel, I think is how you say your last name. She is from Southern Charm and she is like the matriarch. Is that the old lady? She's an woman of age yes right but like everyone else on that show is like in their 20s and 30s yep. and then she's like in her 50s or 60s yep. maybe mm-hmm. okay she she's the lisa vanderpump of southern charm yes okay she is the lisa vanderpump and you don't think you're overdoing it by having lisa vanderpump and her together no i'd kind of like to think, see how that would you think is. they're gonna clash yeah okay i'd like to see them clash. okay so you got one more okay and then i think i want to throw a man into there like i want to throw one and I think I'm going to throw Reza Farahan from Shaw's Sunset Ooh. in there. Sleeper. Here's I, I like your list. Here's where I think you went wrong. <laughs> For the one male, yeah, I would have put the biggest man whore. So tr- Thomas Ravenel, he's also from Southern Charm. Uh, he's a little old, though. Like, I would have put a young... Like, Shep? Yeah. Someone who was willing to sleep with any of these old lady, older ladies. I don't even know if, like, Shep would do that, though. I know, but I think that would throw the dynamic off, where you have these five, like, cougars that already don't like each other, yeah. but then they're locked in a house with one man for X amount of days. Yeah. Might have made for interesting TV. Yeah, I don't want to see any of those people, like. Well, I don't want to see them doing the I the feel, deed. I, feel, I just want to see them fight over. I I picture them all very asexual the way it is, like. So that's my theory on that, but. Yeah, and I think Patricia would actually. I mean. Sleep with Shep. No, I don't think she'd sleep with Shep. I think she'd acclimate well. Do you know any other people named Shep? No. Do you? 
No, when I hear the name Shep, I think of this. When I was a lad. This is a 1956 song from Elvis Presley singing about his dog named Shep. The, the, no, the song is but named... Shep's real name is Shepherd. Doesn't make it any better. Oh. Like, the real... like. When I hear the name Shep, I think of a dog. Oh, well, I mean. That's great. Sleeper <laughs> head. Deep cut. But, yeah, I'm not. Okay. But that would be my. And once again, you threw me on the spot. So, I mean, like, I did think of those. Like, if I had more time to think of something like that, it might be a different list. Well, you can think about it, and we can hit you up next week. Yeah. Elvis doesn't want to die. He's not dead. Well, he might be now. But uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. This has been episode two of, well, technically episode one of... Yeah. Did anybody ask? But the second that we're releasing on our own platform, uh, subscribe to us. Hit that button. Give us a rating. Let us know what you think. Yeah, Louise, give if, us a five-star if we get a, If we get a five-star review, the more five-star reviews we get, the higher we climb up the iTunes charts. Uh, and Our kids say we're going to stop doing this in like two months. and We're going to go at least three. Maybe four. Maybe four. Depends upon how long this quarantine lasts. <laughs> That's right. I'm Corey. I'm Chrissy. And did anybody ask? No. No one gives a shit. <laughs> no, no one wants to hang out with losers like us. Losers like us. You go into that game? 